Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. So this is the start of the episode because I say so. Are Man. you going to put my my bit about Skype in? Oh yeah, that you love it. Yeah, it'll be in there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it would it would be no surprise to anyone really that New York apartments have certain issues with regarding bugs, mm-hmm. cockroaches, and other things. But yeah, a couple of roachy roachy boys. Roach boys. <laughs> yeah. So I moved into my apartment at the beginning of last month, and one of the quirks I found was that. Whenever I would, because my room is right next to the the shared kitchen, so whenever I would go into the kitchen, just hang a quick left, I would flick the light on, and you know, and all a couple of not a couple of a few bugs would like scurry once the light was on, and they'd run away and be like, ah, people. <laughs> that's fucking gross. Yeah, I mean, it would bother me more if I didn't if I cared, I guess, which kind of goes without saying, but it's true. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but I, my rent isn't expensive enough for me to care. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I would come You're in and I would... You're a room, just a room, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do your roommates suck? No, they're cool. They're really cool. Um, hmm. One's weird, but he, he, puts a, he puts a fan on. Like, we share a hallway, and he, put, he has a fan that he just puts in the hallway when he gets ready in the morning. And I don't know why, and it makes me it angry. It shies him off, probably. It just shoots down the hallway, though. There's just a big standing, I don't know, whatever. It gets the uh, air moving in the apartment. Listen. Air, there's hard, I don't think there's any windows in here. In exactly. Any other room. So air's not going to move. But whatever. Move when you force it to. But whatever. Okay. So, the buggy boys. Yeah. So I spent a while just, like, you know, killing them at random and squishing them and all that stuff. But they were, you know, that didn't do much. Every single time they... I came into the into the kitchen. They were just there, and it's a never-ending cycle. So I was pillaging around in the drawers a couple of days ago, and I found some bug spray, some oh, no. like whatevers. And so someone else tried doing your crusade earlier, but no, I mean it was up. just it was just underneath, but like the bugs were still there. So it was like whatever. So I I used it, and I kind of had it out sitting on the on the counter. So whenever I'd go in there, I'd turn the line on. They'd scurry. And, you know, I had it handy, and I would just zap them. I haven't seen a bug in a week. I scared him off. Word word got round. In the- so, so, like, what I do when I kill a fly, and I mount its head on a <laughs> toothpick? <laughs> Sends a message? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, that's that's fair. I just, I just want, I can't help but wonder, like, how did they communicate that to each other? Or did, like, the smell of bug killer stuff they just kind of keep them away? It's just, it's, it, it's just been fascinating to me. It's just, it's, it's like you never know what a bug would ever been there this week. Just been, they just haven't been around. It's nuts. That's good. Anecdote. So, uh, life advice. I promised some life advice. So, um, was that, that was the anecdote, That right? was the anecdote. Killing bugs. Okay. I enjoy killing bugs. It's cathartic. Um, but... If next time you're at the grocery store, if you don't pop it yourself, I encourage you to go with Paul Newman's microwave popcorn because A, it is delicious, and B, in further proof that Paul Newman is the greatest man who to ever live, 
they donate all of their proceeds to charity for Paul Newman's popcorn. So it's a win-win, Cody, as they say in the business. Hold on, though. Okay, so he has bagged popcorn, obviously. Yeah. But does it, do they have, like, individual-sized popcorns? Uh, no, no, no. It's it's microwave. I know. Oh. Are you talking about, like, in a bag? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any, but... I have things that are, like, 100-calorie packs for popcorn, and it's just perfect. Yeah. Except I accidentally bought kettle corn last time, so oh. life kind of sucks right now. That just ruined your week, didn't it? It really did. Because so. it took me a couple of bites because I didn't get any obviously sugar-coated pieces of popcorn, but I knew something was wrong. <laughs> it's like a bird during a thunderstorm. You just know something's wrong. Yeah, it was yeah. Ugh, I didn't. I was not happy. I can tell. that There's nothing worse than looking forward to eating popcorn than finding out it's kettle corn. It's just the worst How, feeling. Why is kettle corn a thing? I mean, Nazis are a thing, so doesn't I guess so? Doesn't all good things have to be counterbalanced by awful things? I guess that's true. Kettle corn is popcorn's foil. It's yin and yang, so, you know. Yeah, it's the Voldemort to popcorn's Harry Potter. I mean, but it's just you know, popcorn talk, man. Popcorn talk. Welcome to our popcorn cast. My name's Cody, and this is everybody <laughs> missing. I remember back when I was a kid. I don't know where they got it, but. Um, my family, or my dad specifically, he or maybe it was my mom, it might have been both, it doesn't matter, they were all both great. Um, they came, they, everyone went, now and again, they would come back with colored popcorn. Ugh. So, like, the seeds would be blue and green and red, and it, it, it made no difference, like, taste-wise. But you popped them, and, you know, how some of them are, you know, how popcorn goes. Like, there's crunchy ends, and then the popcorn stuff, like, kind of explodes out of them, you know? Uh-huh. It'd be normal popcorn, except the the little kernely insides would be different colors based on obviously what had popped. And I don't know. I want to find. I thought that was that was fun. I want to try find out where I can get some of that because that was these. They were good. That's my story. I All right, that was it. a that was fun life advice. Thank you. You know that Paul Newman is really dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like ten years dead. Yeah. Road to Perdition was one of his last, I think it might have been his last on-screen role. And his last voice role was Cars. You know, I never saw that movie. Road to Perdition? No, I never did. It's one of my ten favorites of all time. In the world? Yeah. And I can't, I don't know if I can watch it again because the last time I saw it, I sobbed like a fucking baby. That's the one, is that the one with Tom Hanks? Yeah. It's Tom Hanks, Paul Newman, Daniel Craig, and, uh... Jude Law. What's, what's up with Jude Law? He's had a good career. I just don't know why he did Aquaman. Can we talk about is he, Aquaman? Is he in second? Aquaman? I Apparently. didn't watch the trailer or anything. No, no, no. Is he? He's either in Aquazam, Aquaman or Shazam. Some B-rate, you know, comic book property. No, well, Captain Shazam, Marvel. Captain, oh, no. He's in Captain Marvel. I can't even keep him straight. They're all just so bleh. Like, who cares? It's one of the bad things about the comic book. One of the many bad things about the comic book renaissance is that we are stuck with dealing with these C-less properties that nobody in their right mind gives a crap about, like Captain Marvel or Aquaman or Shazam. Like, go to hell. All three of those can go right to hell. Give me my Wonder Woman, give me my Batman, give me my Superman, an Iron Man or two, and I'm good. I want to deal with an Iron Man or two. No, neither of those. Iron Man 1, maybe. 
That's not Iron Man 2. I, Iron Man 2 is probably the best Iron Man. That's just objectively not true. You're objectively not true? Hey! Shit. So speaking of horrible comic book news... <laughs> uh, not only Suicide Squad 2 happening... <laughs> might be happening. James Gunn is, report, is purportedly going to write the screenplay and possibly direct... He's in talks, too. That doesn't mean he's going to. I've, I've read somewhere that it was confirmed, but I didn't believe that. I still don't believe that. Um, let me... Cody, let me ask you two questions. Hmm. A, a, question number one, is this going to actually happen? Probably. Question two, why? God is dead. <laughs> and we killed him. Fair. Very fair. Uh, and question three is, how awful is it going to be to endure however long it is leading up to release of all the James Gunn hot takes and all the bitching? It's going to be pretty shitty. I don't think you know he's a pedophile, right? (laughs) Yes. Just like how I am an insect, because I've talked and joked about insects. That means I am an insect. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's how that works. Right? Unless I know. Okay, good. I just didn't. I just didn't. I've really mellowed on that since the last time we talked about it. I've never really had much of an opinion on it. I don't. I was think. genuinely upset for a little bit, but I think that was my alt right coming out a little bit. <laughs> Your Cernovich Forever tattoo was really. Did you watch that video I sent you? Like you said, you were going to. Uh yes, of course I did. You're such a bastard. It was so well lit. <laughs> You're the problem. I haven't, but I will. Um, yeah, You're the problem I mean, with the radical left. I'm not that. I'm not a radical left. You're not a radical leftist. That's true. Where would you put you, me on the political scale? You're you're closer to radical than I am, but you're definitely not radical. You're not like a social justice warrior. So if radical left is a ten and radical right is a zero, where would I be? You're at about a six. A six, really? Maybe a seven. I would peg myself at like an eight. No. Why not? You're not... You're just... You're not an SJW. I'm close, though. But you're not. You're not annoying like one. You can take a joke and... How dare you? Fuck. I can't take a joke to save my life. It's humongous all over again. Did you ever see that video? I think we should jail people who make jokes I don't like. It's true. We should do that. Nah. But jokes that I don't like. Partic- yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but Suicide Squad too. Yes. I just happening. don't. I don't know how. De- I don't. I don't think this is gonna happen. A because. I, you don't think the movie's gonna happen, or you don't think? Um, I don't think James Gunn's gonna be involved. Okay. I just a because ninety percent of the things that D- that is rumored or somewhat announced-ish by DC doesn't really end up happening, so I have no faith in that. Like, there's supposed to be... Man of Steel 2 is supposed to have come out, like, eight times or something like that, and Batman is supposed to come out, like, eight times, so... You know, I'll take the, a play out of Josh's playbook and say that I'm not going to believe anything until I see some evidence that it's actually occurring in the form of, like, a set photo or an official announcement or something like that. And B, from, like, a PR perspective, it's just... Why would anybody want to deal with however many months of, you know, 
press about Suicide, Suicide Squad 2 and James Gunn and um, junket interviews. Like, I'd said that Gunn got fired from Disney because the last thing Disney wants is to see the words Disney and pedophile in the same sentence. And especially in a news headline, which is what it would have been for ever if they held on to James Gunn. And I get that, like, we see WB as this avant-garde, like, less publicly accountable <laughs> Who studio. Who the fuck sees Warner Brothers as avant-garde? What does that even mean for a movie studio to be avant-garde? Have, have I sent you stuff on DCU Twitter? But you know what I mean. You like, have, but less, I should say, those were jokes. Kinda. No. Those people are serious. Um, I mean, like, less publicly accountable than Disney. Like, Disney's a part of our lives, a part of our souls. When people see Warner Brothers, they're like, oh, well, that's Warner Brothers. They're cool and edgy. But, like, they aren't. They still have Harry Potter and, you know... They made the Matrix. ...children properties. Yeah. And I just don't see how they hold on to him. Like, as a screenwriter credit, maybe. But as a, you know, director, I don't really think so at all. Because you can hide a screenwriter. You, know, you don't have to put them up for interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, you did can you know that James Gunn wrote Scooby-Doo 2002? I know, it's his best credit. Um. Honestly, it is. <laughs> when so, was the last time you really thought about that movie? Eight seconds ago? Shit, that's fair. <laughs> you want, ask, want dumb answers? Ask dumb questions. <laughs> um, but what do you think? About the whole Suicide Squad 2 sitch. Nah, I bet it'll happen, just yeah. because. For the meme? Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that logic, I would say. Nope. Memes rule the world. Probably won't happen, but if it does, that'll give fanboys something to talk about, I guess. It's just weird that DC has copped two, now two Marvel directors. So now it's... Who else? Joss. Oh, yeah. Justice League. I gotta say, it has been fun seeing DCEU Twitter lose its mind, though. And, like, the some of them are the actual, oh, you, oh, you want a pedophile at DC now? And I was just like, oh, okay. Whose side are they on? That's gonna give them a huge boost. Yeah, maybe. Gunn could probably make write a good movie, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if they get new characters. Let's drop Killer Croc for just... Oh, my God. Drop all of them. I mean, no, people like Harley Quinn too much. I, I, I hate Harley Quinn. Oh, she is Har- this Harley Quinn and this Joker are both just horrendous, <laughs> offensive heard, in every um, possible uh, way. I heard a fan theory, yeah, about the new Joker movie that what's his name, um, Jared Leto's Joker is just a fucking copycat, and <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is coming to uh what's he coming to do he's coming to just get revenge saying because to get him out of the picture because he's killing his style but doesn't the joaquin phoenix joker that's taking place like in the 70s i don't know dude come on i don't know that's just what i heard whatever i just um, thought it was a funny joke because jared leto's piece of trash it's the funniest so. joke ha ha, ha. i meant <laughs> I met Jared Leto after a U2 gig. It was weird. You an asshole? No. He was just like, hey, man. He's like, hey, you were in Joker. Or you were, or you're, you played the Joker. So I said something along the lines of you and Joker. I can't remember. He's like, oh, thanks, man. 
I don't think I complimented him, so. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. You know who I am. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Jared Leta. His band. I, I, what, do, what do you hate more, Cody? His interpretation of the Joker or his band? His band. <laughs> they're, so, they're so horrible. <laughs> they're the worst kind of rock band in the sense that I think they write their songs for commercials. Because, <laughs> like, it's just so bad. <laughs> It's like, yeah, well, Jared Leto, he's an Oscar-winning actor and a musician. I'm like, but he's bad at both. What is Dude, that? he's trying to EGOT. <laughs> he's not going to EGOT. John, Le- John Legend can EGOT. You're, you maybe could GOT. So he is, to me, he's always been someone who is a better musician than he is a... No, better actor than he is a musician. Yeah. And he's not a very good actor. I don't think so. I mean, he's fine. He's got a couple of good roles, but, like, why? I don't think... I can't remember the last time I saw him just play a guy. You know, like, in Dallas Buyers Club, I haven't seen it. Granted, the one he won an Oscar for, he was, like, a cross-dresser or maybe transitioning or something like that. And uh, Panic Room, which I've seen him in, he was, like, he had cornrows, and he was, like, not... He was a criminal or something which is weird and then Hmm. obviously joker and then random stuff here and there but i just think he's i think sometimes we confuse erratic with good but i guess my real question is was he damaged in any other movie uh probably not i mean dallas buyers club is probably the closest thing but I don't know. I'm done talking about Jared Leto. We've spent waiting too much time about him. Yeah. Thinking about him. Welcome to our Jared Leto podcast. I thought it was Popcorn Podcast. Both. Jared Leto and Popcorn. Popcorn Leto. Leto Corn? Leto Jared, Corn. Jared Pop? I don't know. We'll work on it. Uh, all right. Well, this is a double episode. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be fun, I think. This is going to be an enjoyable time. So, without further ado, Cody, let's jump into... Blah, blah, blah. Let's jump into, Cody, shall we? Let's jump into A Star is Born. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on. Here we go. Look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. alphabetical that makes sense i thought it would have been reverse alphabetical why because venmo was going to take a lot less time to talk about than (laughs) um, a star is born i imagine anyway first of all how dare you second movie was art like honestly second of all how dare you third of all please give me eight thousand dollars okay thank you 
Uh, Stars Born. Let's, uh, initial thoughts, my dude. You want to go first? Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. It was... It was pretty good. Mm, pretty good? Yeah, it was only pretty good. What? Um, I wasn't as impressed as everybody else was, I guess. I mean, Lady Gaga was great. Don't get me wrong. But I just that story was incredibly generic. Right? You have to admit it. No. Yes. No. It only subverted expectations in the last about five minutes. Um, what? I don't know. I, I can see <laughs> what you're saying. I mean, one of the concerns that I saw a lot of people have, not really concerns, just things they didn't like is... Criticisms. Like, is what you said. The story's predictable or whatever. It's just it's been done before. I, Literally, yeah. it's been done before. I mean, this is a remake. Right. But I've seen the story a thousand times. Yeah, but it's like... I've, I haven't seen A Star is Born, the first three versions. But I know the DNA of the story. But that DNA has kind of been spread out through this TV show or a, an arc in this movie or a B story in this movie or what have you. So I've never really experienced this kind of put all together and, you know, in, in, into one movie. So in a way, it's like, yeah, I can see that why you would say, oh, yeah, we kind of know the story already. But for me, I did just enough, but not enough to be able to say, okay, now here's the scene when he does this, and here's the scene when this happens. Like, it still caught me by surprise, I think. And nothing felt like, okay, well, let's get to the, let's get to this character moment, or let's get to that, that set piece, or, you know, argument, or something like that. That's fair. So... But it's 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 kind of a lot like if you didn't read Macbeth until this week, it's like yeah okay I I've seen this kind of like a I've I've seen this strand of Macbeth I've seen that strand of Macbeth from in this movie this TV show but now I've seen the entirety of Macbeth and I see the witches and and Lady Macbeth and Banquo and Duncan and all that kind of stuff so it, it just sort of all comes together in one in one experience where you sort of bring the herd in you kind of get the full scope of the story and that's how that's how i felt it was like a coming home and um and i get we can get to it uh a little bit later but the ending completely caught me off guard my me too that was yeah but i also have a pretty major criticism about the ending interesting major is a strong word but we'll talk about that when we get there though very interesting. Uh, other initial thoughts for you? Um, I mean, listen, I'm going to criticize this movie a lot. Interesting. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. I did enjoy it. It was a fine time at the movies, but as I said in my uh, my review, it's... <laughs> I, just, I love how you said that. I don't know why, but I love how you said that. It's a fine time at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well... As I said in my review, it's not quite as good as La La Land, but mm. it is light years ahead of a great, The Greatest Showman. I think it's a little bit... I think La La Land is a tighter movie, but I think this one is more... 
is... Hmm. You know what it comes to me when I compare those two movies? Yeah. And which one I like better? Yeah. It's relatability. Yeah. I mean, listen, in both of those movies, somebody gets super famous for some reason. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize and, the parallels but, between those two before. Oh, wow. But La La Land, at least before Ryan Gosling gets super famous, and before What's-Her-Face gets famous, Emma Stone, their relationship is a lot more relatable mm-hmm. than Lady Gaga's and Brad, Bradley Cooper's. Allie and Jack's, yes. Please be, show some damn respect. I don't want to show respect to either of those people. Wow. Lady Gaga's a fucking sellout. <laughs> and what uh, Bradley Cooper Jack was just a fucking mess. A little bit. And greasy bit. as hell. Did you notice how greasy he was all the time? Yes, I noticed that. It kind of, I kept wanting to see him take a shower because his hair was so... You do see him take a shower. But <laughs> the person I saw the movie with, she had told huh? me that... Like, she, she pointed that out to me. And that he comes out of the shower greasy. Yikes. It's fucked up. <laughs> Yikes. But speaking of Bradley Cooper, though. He's good. I don't know how somebody can direct themselves to an Oscar-winning performance because ego, whether you you know like it or not, ego gets in the way whenever... Just all the time. There's If anybody ever says, oh, I don't have much of an ego, then they're lying because we all have egos, and it's just how you manage them. And I'm always surprised when people are able to direct, to direct themselves to good results. And, yeah, he definitely gave himself a lot of chances to be an actor, I guess, but he also didn't really hesitate to make his character seem like a jackass and seem like... A fool. I mean, the scene at the VMAs, Oof. I could barely watch, and that's just... That was hard. Yeah, and I just, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to respect a performance just for how hard it was more than Bradley Cooper's. Maybe not even, not even this year, maybe just in the last few years, because, like I said, directing yourself and directing yourself to as good of results as this... We, we're not talking about, not you and I, but just overall, we're not talking about how difficult that is. I just, I, my, if I was wearing a hat, it would be off to uh, Mr. Bradley Cooper. And I was a fucking animal and wore hats. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the lady. Damn. Yeah, she's good. I thought she was excellent. And She's another person who's a better uh, actress than a musician. Really? But the difference is, is that her music is good, too. I'd still take Lady Gaga as, an, as a musician. Nah, I don't like her music that much. Hold on, let me Google how to renounce someone else's citizenship <laughs> real quick. Just one second. Hey, could you send me your passport? Yeah. Thanks. I have a and fucking passport. What do you think I am? Passport, license, and... Uh, you need my social? Yeah, just those three, and I'll take care of them. Okay. Burn them. You won't exist, you you piece of shit. Nice. What, what would happen if you actually did that to somebody? Would you ever... Like, you wouldn't be a person, technically. Technically, you, just get you, wouldn't, be a, you wouldn't be a citizen. Whoa. Nice. Unless you're calling all immigrants not people, you race... People in the eyes of the law. There you go. Smart. 
Thank you. Uh, Sam Elliott, also very strong. Oh, that was his name. Um, yeah, he had a couple of really good scenes, but my problem, I couldn't understand half of the shit he said. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Bradley Cooper. I'd say Cooper was better, but his was Sam, yeah, was, his was a lot easier to understand. Because he had to match Neil. Like if if that role was played by, I mean, the age the age difference doesn't work, but I'm just gonna say it because he's my guy and I love him. If that was played by Michael Stewart, he probably wouldn't have sounded like that. But the fact that you got Sam Neil, <laughs> that you have to you have to like meet not his, Sam Neil. What do you mean? Oh yeah, he's Jurassic Park. Who's this? Yeah, Sam Elliott. Yeah, that's right. Sam Elliott. I know you have to actually. you have to match his tone and his cadence, and that's yeah. I I kind of didn't like that about Jackson Maine as the for the first little bit of the movie, but once like you sort of understand, you know, this isn't how he would have talked if he had not grown up around this guy for his entire life, and then it ties into a nice character reason because one of my favorite scenes overall, not just you know a dramatic scene or a character scene, but just scenes in the movie is when he and Sam Elliott are in the car. Yes. And they're like driving to his house and he just gets out and he kind of is barely able to get the words out. of like, I didn't, I didn't admire dad. I idolized, I admired dad. You. I idolized you. Yeah. I was like, oh. And then he immediately slammed the door and walked away and Sam Elliott backed the car up with tears in his eyes. And that just, that was the most genuine moment for me Ew, of the entire yeah. thing because guys. That was by far, that was the, the point I was closest to showing emotion in the movie. Yikes. Because <laughs> guys, especially guys like that, you know, a, don't, they a don't rock do star like and his roadie, they don't have heart-to-hearts. And that was one of the most painful things that Bradley Cooper, uh, Jackson Maine probably had ever had to do, is just get that out there. But he knew he had to get it out there. He knew he had to say it because he wanted, you know, uh, his brother to hear it. And I, I don't think we're... Again, I don't think people are talking enough about how awesome just overall that scene is. And that's, that's scenes like that that are so nuanced and have such beautiful detail are what make great directors, I think. You know, you, yeah, you can crush the big moments, the arguments, you know, your Steve Jobs, Jobs v. Scully, Dawn of Justice is sure, <laughs> but you also have to get the moment where Steve puts his fingers to his head mimicking a gun when Andy Hertzfeld gets into the elevator. It's literally, ah. you know, big moments are great, but if you nail the little little ones, then... That's what makes the movie truly great. Nice. That's what makes the director a star. Is yeah. born! Oh! Not the, I just, where did... I was expecting this was a Jason Bourne prequel, so I don't know how that came into yeah, the mix. Weird. But that's okay. Uh, but the lady as well. It's very good, very very good. If you had to, if you had the choice to give one of them the Oscar, who would you give it to for best actor or actress? Probably Lady Gaga. Oh, you give it to the Coops. I give it to the Coops. But I just, I feel like it's not that hard to. Pretend to be drunk? Mm, no, but there is a level of desperation and um, uh, what's the word for vulnerability that Cooper had to play. And like Gaga, I loved her. I really did. But her arc, I think, in some ways mimicked 
her real life arc. You know, she did start off as, you know, just watch her play the piano. She started off as a very accomplished, you know, kind of Elton John-ish sort of musician where she could sit behind a piano and belt out a tune. But then when she got famous, it was all the meat suits and, you know, she was a pop star and yeah, all that. she got weird too. And then she sort of came back to earth with her last album and, you know, I think I just think that the arc that her character had to go through, those emotions and those feelings and those, you know, things were kind of just under the surface for her. And she could pull a lot from her real life. Yeah, from her real life and being and kind of reconciling the artistic side of her and the one that wants to be a pop star. And uh, I, I you know, again, I don't want to discredit her performance at all, but I just feel like those emotions were a little easier to come to than than Cooper's may have been. But I know hey, you he, don't think, know Bradley Cooper's life. I think I did read once that he he had an he's been like um, sober for however many years. I think it's some, th- something like ten. So maybe they were easy for him him to get to as well. But um, hmm. but either way, they were both fantastic. I would just give you know mostly because of the self direction. I'd probably give the nod the nod to Cooper. Um, Let's talk about the music now, shall we? Yes. Oh, man. One of the best albums of original music for a movie ever written, I I think. Maybe. I don't know. Sing Street was great from a couple years ago. I liked Sing Street's music a lot better than this one. Really? This, listen, so this music was both genres that these guys sang. Neither of them are my style. Really? Yep, you know me. You know the music I listen to. We talk about it all the time. Um, Jack Lane? Like that, that didn't tickle your fancy at all? It's kind of country. It's like, it's it's rock-ish. I think it's country Ish. rock. It's like southern rock. Uh, I, I, I don't know. His voice, I didn't care for. Now, I liked Lady Gaga... The music she did before she became a pop star. Yeah. Listen, I was on so that in, in the fight where they in the bathtub. Yeah. Where he's hammered and she's just mad. Um, I was on his side. The way he went around it wasn't great. Yeah, he kind of called he her about, out for way, selling the out. The way he went about expressing his opinion wasn't ideal. Yeah. But he wasn't wrong. And I think she took it the wrong way, because remember earlier in the movie they were talking about how she couldn't get any, or she was never going to be able to be famous because she wasn't pretty enough? Yeah. So when he called her ugly, I don't think she realized he wasn't talking about her looks. Oh, you know what I, I see. Mean? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? People like the way I sounded. They just didn't like the way I looked. And he's saying, "Well, now the, the way you sound is ugly, even though you've made yourself look like better." More people want to, yeah, yeah. Because like the the whiplash of her going from shallow or the I, I think the best song on the entire album is. Um, uh, okay, you're gonna have to tell me where it is in the context of the song or the movie because I haven't listened to the album is always remember us this way. It's, I think, like the second or third musical scene when she's on tour, and it starts with, like, Arizona Skies. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, the one that, that she one. wrote on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the best song on the album for me. I love Shallow and a couple of the Rocky tunes from, not Rocky, like Rocky-er <laughs> tunes from Cooper. Uh, uh, Jackson, I should say. Uh, but, Stop it. Why do you like this? Thank you. Um, and, I, and I think that's the, powerful, the most powerful song, because that's like, there, I, it just so happens on a playlist that I found for the movie, they also put a cover of, a Lady Gaga cover of Your Song by Elton John. And I was in the I was in the cab today, just kind of listening to my music, and those two played back to back. And I heard, you know, the "I'll Always Remember Us This Way" in your song, and listening to them back to back, it's almost like they came from the same writing session. They just sounded so similar, and they were such powerful piano ballads. And so the whiplash for from her to go from that to the song she sang on SNL about, you know, why do you look so good in those jeans? Why are you always texting me like that? It was just like, whoa, like this Kinda sucks. Gross. <laughs> like, like in La La Land, you guess he's that as a comparison. It's and, like that scene where, um, yeah, when Gosling is quote unquote sold out with John Legend, and he's playing and he's so bored yeah. and just unhappy playing what he's playing. But that song Except is a banger. The thing, what, what seems, it's like, I think Ryan Gosling was more present his character was anyway yeah because you could tell he wasn't happy playing that music she yeah. was just too wrapped up in the fame and the money right but the, the difference from a filmmaking perspective is that i think the that john legend song from la la land that gosling plays it's a great song <laughs> it's a great song the the smart thing about this movie is that they made the post sellout songs not that good kind of eh kind of bad mm-hmm. like the a couple of songs uh da, 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 da. why did you do that and hair body face before i cry i think of the two are the three big ones yeah the big poppy songs and they weren't that great <laughs> and uh, i think and i think they it just kind of heightens how great the other songs are mm-hmm. and I just think there's uh, there's a lot of them. I think I could I could point to maybe four, probably four or five uh, songs that I think could be in the running for best original song if I was making the ballot. But I bet in uh, Shallow is one hundred percent. Oh, Shallow is a million percent in there, and I think they'll pick one other Lady Gaga song. But I'll tell you what song I, or Alley song. I hope I'll Fuck tell you. Which, you. I'll tell you which one I hope it isn't. The very last one she sang. Yes. As beautiful okay. as an editing choice it was to cutting out the ending and going to Bradley Cooper singing it and then just ending the movie right there. Like, that's one of my favorite editing moments ever in a movie. That was so... Because it just came out of nowhere for me. It's so unexpected. So it was unexpected. good. Yeah, that was good. But that song... Oh, God, shoot me. That last... That's my... Remember how I said I had one major criticism about... Oh, yeah? It's that song. Oh, good. We're on the same page. That yeah. song was so clearly written for somebody who was dead. Yeah. Clearly written. Oh, spoilers, everybody. We're going to get into spoilers. Yeah, we're in spoilers. There's no reality where somebody who is still alive writes that song for another person right. who is still alive. Like, so it fits perfectly in the movie yeah. for the type of song that should be sung. But, so musically it fits in, but thematically and 
just realistically, I don't buy it. Yeah. And you could maybe say that's foreshadowing, but I just think it's calling your shot a little bit. Um, but here's... I have I have a problem also with, the, with that part of it, and also just with the song itself. And instead... I, I hate to do this, but I have to refer to Bono because I just think mm-hmm. he's 100% right with this. Bono had said, a good friend of theirs, U2, is named Michael Hudgens, who's the lead singer of In Excess. He committed suicide one night, and it was, you know, they were incredibly close. It was very tragic, and he talked about how he wanted to memorialize him. He wanted to write a song about him on their next album, but, like, and he didn't say this, this is more me, but, you know, think of some of them writing a song for a dead person tunes, like Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Like, there, there's many more that are just escaping me right now, but some of them are just so, like this one is, so sappy and, you know, tears, crying, miss you, rain, love, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the more, and Bono said, and I completely agree with this, is that the more interesting way to write a song that isn't just some sap fest is to approach it from a different angle. And they, the song they wrote called Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out Of is conversational and it's confrontational. Like, the chorus is, you've got to get yourself together. You got stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Don't say that later will be better. You got stuck in a moment. You can't get out. And it just, it's kind of talking about, it's from an angrier place of, look, why were you so selfish to do this to me and to do this to the people you love? And I don't know, maybe it's because U2's ruined me for any other music, but I just didn't like how overly showy and sappy that last song was. But that last editing choice was pretty lit, so. Yeah, the last editing choice was great. On that same to- or on that same subject, though, what you were just talking about with Bono, yeah. Um, so I know that that is the big tearjerker moment for this movie. Yeah, it was not very effective for me. Right, because they were trying. They were trying. Yeah, they were trying, and just this is going to make me sound really shitty, and like I don't really get it. I but love it. Please continue. I do not <laughs> have a lot of sympathy for people who kill themselves. Hmm. I think that is an incredibly selfish thing to do. Yeah, well, that's what we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's incredibly selfish, and if things are that bad, just move away and restart somewhere. Well, that's easier said than done in a lot yeah, of cases, I know, but I, I know. understand what you're I, trying I, I to know, say. I know, I know, but that they're listen, active, if, things they're... Are, if things are truly that desperate and low, then What do you have to lose? Can... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. It's, it is, I mean... Anger is one of the first emotions that people have after some of the close to them, you know, commit, you know, takes their life. It's, you know, you get angry at that. Like, how, how could you do that to me? How could which you do that did. to me? Which they did. They showed that in the movie, to too. Exactly. They, did, they showed that. Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad that they did show that. Yeah. Because it was just a sap fest, and it's like, ugh, come on. Um, but I would have felt worse about it if he overdosed. If I'm being honest. Yeah, there isn't. There is a, I understand yeah. that, that there's less agency in that. Good use of that word. Thank you. I've been thinking a lot about that recently. A plus. Agency that is not overdose. <laughs> gotcha. 
No, I can but, definitely understand that. Maybe that was a narrative choice that would have been probably would have worked better for us, but maybe not for the normal person. The masses. Yeah, I thought I thought that you know this may sound ludicrous to some people, but I thought the movie played it pretty straight and non and far from schmaltz until that point, and then so for the, for it to end like that, I was just like, oh, okay. I can see why you would do this, and I think it's going to be incredibly effective for a lot of people. But it's just... I mean, the song is literally called I'll Never Love Again. Which is just... It's too on the nose. Yeah. It and really I, bothers me. It just, it's, I don't want to say it's lazy, because... It is a no. little... I think it's, it's, it's not so much lazy as it is spoon-feeding the audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. And saying they, this is the clearest emotion that you can handle is despair and san- and sadness. And you need to feel sad right now. Exactly, because because if we ask you to feel like you know we we're talking earlier, if you ask if we ask you to feel angry, you come away saying, "Well, it wasn't their fault," which is a perfectly legitimate you know opinion to have. You know, it's not it's not his fault that he was so depraved or not depraved. He was so you know depressed and he was so unable to. Um, battle his demons. Man, yeah, he was manipulated into doing it too. Yeah, like here's a couple more lyrics from Stuck in a Moment. Sorry to do this, but I have to. Uh, I never thought you were a fool, but darling, look at you. You got to stand up straight, carry your own weight. These tears are going nowhere, baby. Like it's very, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why would a, you write that to someone who's alive? Exactly. More so, why would you write that to somebody you're in love with? I just, I don't understand. Oh no, that's the U2 song. Oh, the U2 song? Sorry. Yeah, I never thought you were a fool, but darling, look at you. You got to stand up straight, carrying weight. That's like a very... Yeah, he's mad. Hey, I understand. Like, like, like what, you're talking about agency. Yeah, and here's I'll Never Love Again. I was wrong to let you walk right out of my life. I was dumb to think that I could survive. Was a fool to think the grass is greener on the other side. Hey, hey, I'll never find nobody who can love me like you do. I'll never find nobody to treat me the way you do. I'll find nobody else, babe. I'll never fall in love again. I was stupid to think that any love could compare to the love you gave me from you. Was a fool, yes, a fool, to think that I'd find anywhere. Like, ugh, come on. Like, there's a litter, there's litter in the middle of the song, gone away, gone away, gone away, gone away. I'll never love again, never, never. It's like, I'm ugh. dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. Sad, like, sad, sad. Be sad, listen, you're never going to love again. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, I just, don't know. I don't know. I think they could have done better. Just use the U2 song. That, there's the fix. There you go. Ask Bono and the boys. Her. Honestly, you know what? It would have even been better for me if they didn't make him write the song. She should have written that song. Yeah, it was a little bit too premonition-y. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and we I don't did, know. And he'd written that, when he wrote that song... He was in a good place, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he was still drunk and everything, but like it was the it was the t- talk with her dick manager is what set him off and what yeah, pushed him to the guy, edge. Oh my god! I yeah, hope he's he... the worst. Good, a good villain to have, but not really like a mustache. Yeah, kind he's of guy. a low key villain. And you said so, you weren't going to have anything to say about this, Cody. I was wrong. So cynical. I, I, I forgot how passionate I get about suicide talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one month, one other story thing that I thought was amazing and that I can't, I don't think I've ever seen in an addiction story or anything like this is he and uh, Jackson and Allie legitimately have a conversation where he has to say to her, 
I wasn't drunk during the entire beginning of our relationship. I wasn't inebriated when we fell in love. That was, I was, you know, I was at times, but I did fall in love with Not you. The whole, yeah. And I it, thought that real. was such, it's real. That was good. Such a beautiful little, again, just a little tiny piece that they're, they're not having a big blow up. They're just saying they're confronting a truth and they're talking you see, that, about that it in an earnest way. That was a good way. scene. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, Bradley Cooper did, he killed it in that scene. Yeah. He was very, very good. I was impressed. Mm. Yeah, I just, that really, that really worked for me. Really, really, really He was worked. just, like, you were talking earlier about his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. 100%. You see that there. D- do you want me to come home? Like, fuck, dude. Yeah, right. Uh... So I think I've pretty much wrung out most of my positives. I love the music. Performances across the board were great. Um, the musical transitions, too, I thought were very effective. That kind of kept the pace moving. And um, just in general, just really great movie, I think. So you said you had a couple other negatives. What were they? Did I? I think so. You said you had a few. I didn't think the pacing was as great as you did. Um, okay. But we really got my main gripes out of the way. Okay. Hmm. You want to move on? Yeah, I think I... Final thoughts, then. Go go ahead. Final thoughts on the grade. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. The guy who replaced him at that show... That wasn't Miles Teller, was it? <laughs> God, I hope not. It looked like him. I didn't pay to go see this movie, so I would. I don't have any chance to go like get my money back. But I would want to at least try if that was my. It wasn't. I, I don't go know. Ahead. I honestly, genuinely don't know. I don't it think it not. was. It looked like him. A few years uh, ago, um, and this is just going to be me straight up bashing Miles Teller. Uh, he was on a magazine cover with like a bunch of like the new generation of Hollywood. And if you if you go back and look at the cover, I'll see if I can. Oh yeah, so the cover is send Amy, in the group chat. It's let's see Amy Adams, Channing Tatum, Reese Witherspoon. I don't know why they're there. Yeah, but uh, the point still stands. Amy Adams, Channing Tatum, Reese Witherspoon, Eddie Redmayne, Felicity Jones. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, Banana Republic, Cumble Scratch, some other girl, Oscar <laughs> Isaac, and then Miles Teller sort of off to the side with a creepy mustache. When was, do you know when this uh, came out? It was Vanity Fair, uh, 20 years, Hollywood. I don't know if you, you can. So, I mean, was it pre or post Star Wars for Oscar Isaac? It was pre. I think it was Inside Lewin Davis, uh, year but like everybody in the movie everybody on that spread has gone on to like have an enormous career and miles teller's done like nothing <laughs> he's already made his masterpiece like he's never gonna make another movie as good as whiplash i know so. but like it's just it's like he hasn't gotten any superheroes like he's in top gun which is he got a superhero fine uh, yeah any good superheroes he picked the absolute wrong superhero sure one did. of the the only one of like 20 superheroes that hasn't worked Oh God, karma! So great. Maybe what karma? Man, I don't know. He just seems like a jerk. Seems you don't know this guy. I've heard he's, and I don't like him so much. <laughs> I just do. Go. It, it's the face. I just don't like his face. You know, it's hard to like somebody when you don't like their face. That is true. I, I've run in that problem a lot with people. So it's just you know. Uh, uh, why do you think you do this over Skype? Got okay, bada bing. Um, but yeah, final thoughts and a grade. 
Go for it. Um, I just think I'm going to let my review I said earlier stick for itself. Uh, a little bit not quite as good as La La Land, but way, way better than Greatest Showman. I will give this an 8 out of 10. Rude. Uh, I think it is... I think it's better than La La Land. That's sad. But it is less fun than The Greatest Show. I'm kidding. Greatest you know you're agreeing with Josh. Garbage. Right you're, you're agreeing with Josh, so... That it's better than La La Well, Josh doesn't... I don't... Josh's La La Land opinion is invalid. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that movie bores me. No, it doesn't. You just you're being you're being a contrarian. I know. I'm often a contrarian. I can tell That's me you, all the time. And other people do it. So just no. La La Land's amazing, and this is amazing as well. I think it's one definitely gonna be in my top ten of the year. Uh, maybe even top five. Who knows? And I'll have to watch it again when it comes out. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it again in theaters. So I'll be able to make a stronger termination because i gotta say there's one particular movie that is when i saw it i thought okay that'll probably be like honorable mention maybe bottom of my top 10 that shot up to like top two since i rewatched it no um what is it we'll get to it maybe you need to tell me no have you seen it already or have we talked about it no it's not one of the movies we talked about i don't know maybe Shit, fuck you. You're a man. <laughs> I'm going to go, right. I'm going to drop Stars Born a 9 out of 10 with room right. to improve when I, you know, I'll figure that out once I see it again. So. It's fun for you. I loved it. Great film. Speaking of great films. Let's talk about the Venmo movie. Venmo 2K18. Let's do it. Look around at the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse. Human beings are disposable. But man and symbiote combined. This is a new race, new species. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You'll find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Look into my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it. We can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. So, since you are deeply, deeply cynical, <laughs> I'm going to go first. Okay. And say, Venmo the movie is not great, but good. not horrible. Not horrible. I think this movie. When I think of, when I think of Venmo the movie, the first thing that comes to mind is charming. <laughs> they tried. It's I cute. really do think this is a charming movie, except for one. I have one enormous, not really enormous, but. Yeah, I guess pretty enormous. Uh, negative that we'll get to later, but... Is it the first third of the movie? No. It's actually the last third. What? Oh. Um, it's... So, yeah, it's good. I think it's good. I think it's charming. I think it's kind of silly. I think it definitely takes a swing in a world where comic book movies do anything but taking a swing. Uh, and 
may yeah it may not work out all the way but i still think that i think it's i think it's okay i think it's I've seen a lot worse movies than this, let's just say, and I've seen a lot better. So it kind of straddles the middle ground of certain things didn't work, the story goes in very stupid places, and <laughs> that ending, again, is just ass. It's straight up ass. <laughs> but the journey to get there was fine. It's And there was, and I gotta say, I Venom Venom himself may not be one of the most memorable characters of the character, or best characters of the year, but I think he's one of the most memorable. He was... Venmo himself was kind of hysterical, and I kind of yeah, loved him. I liked him, too. And if, you know, these, if these movies can... Because there's definitely going to be a sequel. The movie's already made its budget. It's made a couple I can't believe million. it made that much money. So much money. If there's a sequel, I think I'm kind of excited for it. I think the, the Eddie-Venom relationship is funny i think it's it's kind of neat and it's unique and fun and i don't know i liked it what'd you think cody initial thoughts painfully mediocre so cynical um like it actually kind of hurt me how mediocre this movie was i but like you said i really liked venom the actual venom i thought he was really funny and he made the movie a lot easier to endure but right. this first third of this movie is just incredibly slow oh come on it was good boring you're boring it's so just it's it's hard to watch until venom actually starts venoming and i don't know i just got bored Cynical. But it was... Here's the thing. I, I think once that first third is done, if you're taking just the second uh, probably hour and a half of the movie, how long was that movie? Two hours? Uh, yeah, I think it was like an hour and 50. So, like, the movie seemed faster. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it. I think it was paced better after the beginning than A Star is Born. I will literally murder you. <laughs> I was just... I will feel nothing while I murder you. It was just... I don't know. I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it as much as I wanted to. Uh, the whole thing... The thing I was thinking the entire time was that if this was the Venom we got in Sam Raimi's 2007 Spider-Man movie, I think people would have hated it a lot less. Interesting. Top ten reasons why Venom is the actually best, the best character of the year. Number ten, he's funny. Okay. Number nine, he is charming. Number eight? He eats bad people, and he asks permission number, to do so. Number seven, he's invincible. Yes. Um, number eight, he is... Wrong way, number six. No, oh, sorry, number six, he is the... Hero that Earth deserves. Number five, he's a loser. Yep, number four, he's better than Spider-Man. All Spider-Mans we've ever had. Eh. Toby? But... Mountain Candle Spidey? Number three, very cool design. Actually, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about this movie. Um, number uh, 
two. Rhea two. Yeah. He um, blows up a rocket ship in the third act. And, and number one number is one, he knows he what the turd is. Um, oh. <clears throat> he let the devil in. He's the devil. See, I that's poor. That's very poor um, marketing because Venom is not a devil. He's just he's a buddy. He's, no, he's a buddy. He's he's a friend. Yeah. Yeah, you go who like who likes to eat and kill bad guys. It's for dinner tonight, Venom. Chocolate and cheese. Uh, <laughs> tell me this, Cody. Honest, honestly, answer this. What is a more interesting movie? Ant Man and the Wasp or Venom? Oh shit! That's um, Venom. Honestly, <laughs> thank you. I that's what I'm, that's what I've been saying for years. We comic book movies have gotten to this rut of storytelling and this rut of characterization where they just keep doing the same damn things over and over, and they've been using their little formulas and their well-worn storytelling tactics. Blah 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 blah. I complain about it all the time. Nothing new. It is so lovely to get something new and to get something a little bit different. And, yeah, it does kind of skate into the lane of conventionality. Conventionality? Sure. Conventionality. That sounds right. That sounds right. It'll have to be. Have to do. Towards the third act, like, the fact that, oh, I want to save the world because it's home and, like... This world's actually kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's like, uh, why'd you do that? And then that last... The fight between him and... Riz Ahmed was just... I couldn't even watch it. It was so ugly. It was too Did dark. Did they ever say his symbiote's name? I don't know. Probably not. Because they didn't in the movie. His name is Riot. Okay. I wanted it to be Carnage so fucking bad. Why is, what's the deal with Carnage? Why, is it, why do people care? Because Carnage is the best Spider-Man character. He's objectively the best Spider-Man villain there is. What's it, why is he different than Venom? Because he's red. Okay. What else? He's cooler. Does he do anything? He else? kills people. Doesn't Venom kill people? Not as much. Okay. Cool, I guess. He's, he's based on a serial killer named Cletus. <laughs> Are we just going to get like the same kind of generic fights though with Carnage? Are they going to be any different? Like, what else? Uh, what does he bring to the table that Riot doesn't? His name is Carnage. <laughs> Well, you sold me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, but yeah, just to kind of hammer my point a little bit more, the fact that this movie has personality, I just have to give it points for because Venom is, he literally says to Eddie, you know, you're a loser and so am I in my home planet. Like, he's not <laughs> he this, calls him a He calls him a pussy. Yeah. And that is the funny, that was one of the uh, best moments in the movie. Oh, yeah, when he jumped out the window, when he wanted to jump out the window. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> You don't see that in MCU movies. I'm sorry. That just that kind of stuff. They're not brave enough to be different, to be weird, and to be unconventional. And it just Josh will say, "Yeah, but being unconventional doesn't make it better." I think it does. I think it does just a little bit because it is a different, like it's a different flavor, and you know, it gets you, you know. You have to look for and appreciate different things in a Marvel movie. Like they're not making pop culture references every four lines to get the audience yucking there. They have a weird main character who calls people a pussy and says, turn the wind and likes, wants to eat internal organs as snacks. And it's just funny. It's silly. It's fun. I like it. Do you think there's a reality where we'll ever see, um, Venmo and 
Tom Holland together? I, my attitude the last two or three years has been I wouldn't take anything off the table ever. So I would say yeah, probably. Just with the way that life is going, that it makes sense that something that doesn't make sense would happen. So yeah, <laughs> my vote is yes for that one. But they'd have to fight, and I don't know. Yeah, probably. Who would people root for? Because I mean, you got to knock knock let the devil in. That's true. You just don't do better than that. In general, not just in movies, but life. Talk, talking about fucking sellouts, Jesus Christ, Eminem, you're better than that. Knock knock, put the devil in. Doop 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 doop. Um, the venom, venom. venom. I spit my venom. Best film, best song. I mean, it's gonna. It's between shallow and venom for best original song, as far as I'm concerned. That's a two, <laughs> it's, a, it's a two horse race. It really is. It's just don't even try. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, character. Uh, so the, there weren't any like great performances in this movie. I thought Hardy for, was, except for maybe Tom Hardy's uh, Venom voice. Not great, but he was definitely committed. I'll give him that. I read um, a Letterbox review yeah. earlier today that thinks that maybe this Venom shit <laughs> that Tom Hardy was portraying Venom as autistic. Which I think is kind of cool. Hmm. I hope it's true. I don't. I don't see the connection there, but it's just the way. I'll, I'll send you the uh, review. Okay. I'm not going to go and in, go into it. It's just he was acting pretty autistic. In what way? Just the way he was. Hmm. Just his mannerisms and the way he interacted with other people. Oh, you mean Eddie? Yeah, Eddie, not Venom, not oh, the Venom shit. Oh, Eddie no, Brock, sorry, think, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think he's way too brash to be to have to be dealing with like a some sort of. Is it, are they disabilities now, or is it what? What would you call that? All I know is that I know some I know. autistic people that are incredibly competent. Or, uh, competent. Okay. So you can't well, let your. Um, well, it's not just it's not just confidence. It's you know, it, there's just a swagger, I guess, about him, and it's like it just doesn't seem like he gets flustered. Really. Like he pro, he you know, he approaches the Rizamed guy and completely breaks the rules of an interview, and kind of seems like he enjoys doing so. And he you know confronts his boss and yada yada yada. I don't, I don't know. I think he was just like a cocky journalist, but I don't. I'd be interested to see what somebody would. Actually, think about that though. Hmm. Um, Michelle Williams was a little bit wasted, but was thought fine. she was okay. Um, what was her doctor boyfriend in? I don't even know. I, I recognize that guy. He's like famous, right? I mean, he's in a movie. What movie? He's in Knock Knock with the Devil in the movie. So the best movie of twenty eighteen. You're right. Easily. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Slate, I wanted her to be in the movie more. I really like her. I know, she, she's fine. She's a fun actress. She's very, you know, not what you'd expect from an actress. She's got the voice and the, you know, mannerisms. and the oh, she's nose. Fun. Yeah, she's got Lady Gaga's nose. Very similar. Similar newses. Um, other than that... Uh... 
Any other likes or dislikes? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. It's just like I said, everything was pretty mediocre. A-plus cat, though. A-plus cat. Where was the cat? Wait. He and Michelle Williams' cat. Oh, yeah, no, he hated that cat. Yeah, but it was a good cat. Well, yeah, not many movies. Not many movies are shot or take place in San Francisco, and I want that to change because it's a very nice looking city. Well, didn't Ant Man take place in San Francisco? I think it was San Diego, wasn't it? I don't I know. All the same I remember thing. nothing about. It. No, I remember nothing about the movie. The movie's trash. Savage. Ant Man the Wasp, certified trash. Rude. Two K eighteen. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, yeah, Knock Knock the, Let the Devil In was a success, I think. Critics well, don't we'll get see it. With this, we'll see it with the sequel. Critics don't get it, yes or no? <laughs> no. Exactly. They'll never understand it. Did you stay for the post credit sequence? No, I left. Okay. So what was it? Apparently it was Carnage. It was like a Carnage tease. Don't joke about me. No, I think it actually was. Can you tell me what happened? Oh my god, you're making me Google things. Didn't oh you see god. it? I I didn't watch the thing. I oh, looked I it up later. You it. I no, can I do didn't. that too. You don't have to if you don't no, want I'm to. I'm doing it right now. It. Uh, Brock also returns to journalism, and in a mid credit scene, he's invited to interview incarcerated serial killer Cletus Cass. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's Carnage. Yeah. Cool. Cletus Cassidy. Nice. A plus. Congrats, Venmo. Good tease. Good job, Venmo. You'll see me in the sequel. I'll be the sequel. I'm playing Cletus. Oh, you are? It's actually Woody Harrelson, but... Is it really? Yeah. I don't know why Woody Harrelson has to be in everything now, and I would like it to stop. Okay. I think he's overexposing himself. I if, need... it ever gets, if it ever gets too much for you, just watch that scene in um, Three Billboards where he shoots himself in the head. I love that movie. It's a fine movie. You and Josh are both dead wrong for not liking no, it as I much didn't, as you should. Listen, I never said I didn't like it. I just... That's an 8 out of 10 film. I didn't think it was that good. It's very good. It's, it's, it's fine. A, it's a play, Cody. Do you not like it's plays? Not a play. Plays don't have people. Oh, never mind. I almost just said plays don't have people shooting themselves in the head, but that is objectively not true. Objectively not true. That's most plays. That's most bad plays. Let's say. All right. Well, let's give a grade to Venom. Oh, uh, we're just giving shit to uh, Birdman. Yes. God, I hate Birdman. Such a good movie. Like I've I've said multiple times that I think. Hatred when it comes to movies is a pathetic thing to have because it's a movie, but I fucking hate Birdman so much. That's really sad. <laughs> that movie is awful, and it's not good, and I hate that people think it's good. It's good. It's trash. You just don't get it. It, it is complete, unabridged trash. I if am, Is there a person more skewed to be to love Birdman than I am? Yeah, you don't like plays. I know, I love plays. You like musicals. I love plays. I just saw a play. Two plays, What's, actually, technically. Does it count? Harry Potter's fucking trash. You're trash. Why, uh, grade for Venmo the movie, 6 out of 10 for me. Yeah, an even 5 out of 10 for me. Wow. You're one point behind me tonight. Every time. God. When did you get so cynical? What happened? Um, I grew up. Ugh. Rip. <laughs> uh, watching and listening to, since I just mentioned it, uh, I will go, f- one of mine, I'll go first. I saw two movies. 
One of which was Jackass number two, because I needed something to laugh at, and it did the goddamn job, and it was hysterical, and I laughed so hard, and I loved them so much, and I wish that there was, like, I wish they we could keep them all at, like, 30 years old so they could do these forever, and I wish Ryan Dunn was alive, because he was lovely, and you can never, ever say that I'm pretentious again, because I like Jackass number two, so go to hell, Tony. What's the pretentious movie you're going to say you like now? Oh, no. I'm saying I dislike Halloween. Oh, no, that's going to piss off Josh. I know I know. I waited until he wasn't here to talk about it. No, I'll talk about it with him, too. But I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it, Cody. That's the same thing when I watch Jaws. It's cheap looking. The acting's terrible. The killing scenes are the supposed, supposedly, like, um... I don't know, suspenseful scenes, like, aren't. It just does I, I don't know what people see in this movie, other than the fact that they were told it's, like, the iconic horror classic, and they're just like, oh, well, it's the iconic horror classic, without, like, forming their own opinion. I don't know. Does that make, does it make me a dick to say that? No. Okay, cool. Not, not a good movie. Donald Pleasance is pretty good, and but literally not much else worked for me. I think it was stupid. Sorry. Um, wow. I wish you weren't so cynical, my dude. But here's the thing. It came out five years after The Exorcist. After The Exorcist. And I saw The Exorcist. It's pr- still pretty unsettling. And it's Ugh. beautifully shot. And it looks incredible. Just in, in, this, in overall a pretty incredible movie. And this was made five years later. And we're supposed to forgive it and say and give it a pass because it was made for nothing? Like, that doesn't make it good. That makes it... Admirable, sure, but it doesn't make it good that it was. <laughs> it's amateurish it makes, and cheap. It makes it admirable, admirable, but mistaken. Yes, not good. I don't. Whatever. Um, and then, of course, this past Sunday, I saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Ha! Didn't it's... like it because you're an adult. No, I loved it because I'm an adult. Like, who knows to like stories that have actual depth? This one has depth. It's a depth. Oh, this has depth. We give a shit and about depth. People the don't new need diapers. Has Johnny depth? Yeah, that's even awful. That's the worst. That makes it worse. Why didn't you come in my play of words? It was fine, but listen. No, Cursed Child was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I had awesome seats. I don't know how I got them at the price point I got them. It was orchestra, so, like, at the bottom, you know? And it was, like, two sections back. It was, like, no, three sections back. But, like, it wasn't... My vision wasn't obscured by anything. I was hella close to the stage, and it was just... It was awesome. I got my ticket for, like, uh, like 200 bucks for total, like, for both parts, which was a hell of a steal in retrospect. And I loved it. I think it's it works a lot better on the stage than ju- as just a play. Uh, maybe that kind of would sound as a cop out, or because like the script is still the script, whether it's in a book or it's on the stage. But the yeah, visuals to, will help. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, visuals and just the way that it's acted, and like with it, with a script, uh, unlike a novel, with a script you don't really get the internal thoughts or the you know interpretation of 
how other people say things and how a moment is playing that you do on stage. And um, I just think it really worked, and I loved it. So, hair part on the curse job for me. Cody, what about you? Um, what did I, did I see any movies? I watched uh, Conjuring the other night, Conjuring 2. It's pretty good still. How's Bill? Still my fucking spirit child. <laughs> That's me as a ghost, high key. Just Literally. Get out of my house. <laughs> this is my house. Yelling at people. Watching I'm TV. Just, I'm so old already, like... Yeah, I'd be, yeah, exactly. I'd watch TV as a ghost. That's just who I am. It's a good ghost. Um, he's a good ghost. Um, I'm reading um, a new series called The Raira Chronicles. It's um, a fantasy series about a couple of thieves that's really good. There's a I read a fantasy series a while back about a young wizard who yeah, and it's lives trash and covered under the stairs. It's just a boring story about the, with the most generic plotline ever. No use. It's just boring, and there's no depth, and its world's lore sucks. The lore is incredible. Tolkien for about? life, you fuck. What? Tolkien for life. <laughs> now that is a story with no depth. Go or, fuck yourself. Where's the real life allegory? It's World War One. Nobody gives a shit about World War One, Cody. A lot of people give a shit about World Wait, War how, I. how does it tie into World War One? It's about bringing a ring back to a volcano. It's about fighting an evil empire. That's not World War One. That's every war. Mm-hmm. What about when you... What about when you start to fight the evil empire, but then you become the evil empire yourself? That's interesting. That's America. We fought the bad guys See, in why World War II. We, we need more stories about that. Then we became the bad guys, and... The Vietnam War, and every war since, pretty much. So just like imagine, imagine a story. Yeah. Um, and this is copyrighted, so you cannot use it. TM. I ver- I verbally trademarked it just now. Um, it's mine. It's a, imagine a story where the main character is the bad guy the whole time, but he doesn't realize it. Exactly. Yo. Pretty sure they've done that before. They had to. Have. But- Pretty sure that's what Wicked is, actually. But it's better. My story is going to be better. I mean, it's probably not hard. You'll get an EP credit. Yay! Can I also have a credit as the best boy? Yeah. Sweet. You know, that's actually going to my dog, but yeah. <laughs> what? A, I don't even know what a best boy does. I don't either. I, I was going to ask you what I a think best it's boy. something electrical, maybe. Like, I think they they work with gaffers and stuff like that. And, I don't know. Like, the lighting or something. I don't know. I should probably know a lot more about the jobs on a film set than I do, but I just don't. So, YOLO. You live and you learn. So, um, all right. Well, that'll do it. What are we going to be talking about next time? Well, First Man is out this week. Oh, shit. I can't wait. I'm going to see that in IMAX. But Bad Times at the El Royale is also out. Are we going to do another double feature? Maybe. I don't know. You, I, it, I wonder, depends on do how think, much, it depends on how much I like Bad Times. Because we can definitely knock out a first man. I have a lot of thoughts about that. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to see that, too. I'll go see that. It comes out on Friday? They both do, yeah. Yeah, I'll go see it this weekend. Mm. And the Twink picture is showing in the city, so I might go to that. 
<laughs> Timothy Chalamet. It's Stephen Carell. Uh, Stephen Carell. Oh my god! I what? The Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet picture. Surprisingly, it does look rather touching. Oh wow, that it's, sounded so douchey. It's sitting at like a sixty on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, mm, maybe not then. Definitely want to catch the hate you give, which is. See, that's this is the, one of the lovely things about New York is that I never have to worry about limited release ever again, because we are the limited release. It's so wonderful. Like whenever I hear I'm movie, just, I'm just gonna out, go down to the Angelica and see this. I have I have not been to the Angelica yet, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go to see Sisters Brothers, but then I decided I did not want to go see the Sisters Brothers, and I wanted to see Mandy instead. Good call on my part. Sounds like it. I do not care to support Joaquin Bottom until Joker. So I will not. So sad. So yeah, Bad Times and or First Man. Very excited. Going to be a lot of fun. Until next time, however, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Send us an email at reflexpodcast.gmail.com and leave an iTunes review telling us which movie you like more. Yes. Stars Born, Venom, or Venmo, Venmo, or Mamma Mia. Here we go or again. Or call us assholes that curse too much. Yes. And until next time, Cody. <laughs> I take it easy. Mamba. Mamba. Kids, bop. <laughs> <laughs>